Hey, I'm Zora. And I'm Blue. And this is the Asexuality Podcast. Hey, it's episode 11. Yay. Yay. So this episode is going to be on libido, arousal, and masturbation. Possibly not in that order. Probably Um, not. I don't think it is in that order. So yeah, today we're going to break this up into three parts. We'll discuss each one kind of individually do our little, you know, thoughts on them, kind of explain them, and then we'll cover some fan feedback questions. Yay! So, yeah, so, part one, arousal! <laughs> Wee! So, what is arousal? Arousal is, well, let's see, the easiest way that I could <laughs> probably put it is that it is the body's response to... Yeah. libido i guess um it's a it's a physical response to stimuli yes if i'm if i'm really gonna nerd it up um well i mean yeah, wait so, but well, is it though because sometimes it just kind of happens even without a stimulus there i think sometimes it's just the sex drive waking up and going hello i am here and that's a good point actually it, it yeah actually that's a good point so i would simplify it to just um, a phys- a physiological reaction, some usually to some sort of stimuli, but not always. And I guess we can start off there because I know something. One thing some people were wonder about is like, is spon is like spontaneous uh, arousal, and like, what does this mean? What is that? Why am I aroused in the situation? Because I'm not sure many people really know that it. Like I think once you as you get older, you realize it just happens suddenly. But for for people when it kind of first starts happening, it can be like a surprise because mm-hmm. you're like, why am I sitting in algebra class popping a boner? Right. Uh, do I like math that much? Probably <laughs> not. Um, so you know, sometimes it just happens. You you've moved your pants a funny way, or an idle thought passed by, and you didn't even register it. But or just nothing at all. Sometimes it just happens, but. At its core, arousal is simply a physiological reaction. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, it's important to keep in mind that uh, arousal, while it's obviously heavily tied into sex drive and to an extent, and obviously sexuality, it's not um, it's not a hundred percent link because you can be aroused by a situation, you can be aroused by uh, the idea of doing something, but that doesn't exactly tie into sexual attraction. Right. So, you know, being aroused, that's why I I say, like, you know, when people are like, oh, well, how can you be asexual and still have be aroused? Uh, because, you know, you can be aroused by the idea of doing something. Maybe a certain sexual act really is something you'd really like the idea of. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you experience sexual attraction to other people. That right. just means that that certain act is something that is arousing to you. Right. I mean, it's like I had a um, I had a, a coworker at a photography studio that I used to work at back when I was in my early twenties, and he was a gay man, and he was very open about the fact that he was very into straight pornography. Like he wasn't in any way straight himself, but something about straight pornography checked a box for him, libido wise, and it was arousing. And so that's a, he enjoyed watching that sort of that that genre of pornography because. Even though he was gay, there was something there that was arousing for him. So mm. didn't make him any less gay. He was still a gay man, but enjoyed straight yeah. pornography. Did not suddenly make him straight to see, you know, a woman involved in the sexual situation. So 
it's the same thing with asexuality that you can be ace and still become aroused, still have a sex drive, still masturbate, still have sex, you know, and still enjoy sexually charged things. Um, and that's also where it comes in with like, um, autocore sexualism, which will probably have its own episode, I would imagine. But that kind of ties into it as well. That exactly. And just because a certain thing, um, and it's not always that like, sometimes it is just the idea of doing something that's really arousing to you. If I can smash the TMI button for a minute, um, um, there was, uh, for the longest time I was, you know, really into the idea of being, um, submissive. And so one day we got around to it and we finally tried it. Turns out I hate it. Like I really fucking hate it. (laughs) It doesn't mesh with my personality at all. I was really not able to enjoy it which was surprising because i was really and after we after i tried it 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 did really kill it for me but it really went to show that it was the idea of it that i was aroused i was turned on by because when i tried it i didn't enjoy it right so so that's how and of course you can ease and an even easier example is that you can be aroused by the idea of doing something that you haven't done yet or done before right so it doesn't necessarily have to be tied into something that's happened or is happening it can be just tied into simply the idea of something happening right a situation right and again that that, kind, that of kind of does tie into autocore sexualism which i just want to go over just for a little bit because like i said it probably will have its own episode later on down the road but just to clarify what that is um mm-hmm. autocore sexualism is a paraphilia in which a an individual um has sexual fantasies and enjoy sexual content but once they themselves are placed in the situation whether that be an actual sexual interaction with another person or within a fantasy itself it kills the arousal that is that is charged in that situation like and it it is somewhat um common in the asexual community wherein it's like for Mm -hmm. instance me i i experience autocore sexualism in that sexual situations and stuff like pornography and stuff does does generate arousal but once i myself am either put in the fantasy or once i myself am put into the sexual situation it just it i it's a complete and utter turn off and i'm like nope nope not 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 having fun here and Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that i'm repulsed by it it's just that okay there goes the arousal i'm i'm bored now so yeah so just a little bit of an fyi being put into it or actually being put into it it's more actually being put into it um like the fantasies like it's for me like fantasizing involving myself is just it's just weird and kind of awkward um Mm -hmm. and kind of kills it so that's why like stuff like fan fiction um i indulge a lot in and then just you know other forms of erotica that don't involve don't involve me um yeah so but yeah, I mean, so that is somewhat common, and I just wanted a little side note mm-hmm. for anybody listening that might not have known what that was, and maybe it could have helped them. The next part is libido. Woo! <laughs> you gonna do the woo after? <laughs> Probably. I love it. I love it. It's love exciting. It. <laughs> um, libido. This. Uh, this is a doozy. So, what is libido? Libido is another word for your sex drive. People have a nasty habit of smashing everything together into being parts of the same thing, uh, if they're even slightly closely related. 
Um, and while libido and sex drive are, of course, heavily tied into sexuality and sexual attraction because, obviously, one tends to feed into the other, they aren't the same thing. Uh, your sex drive is simply how often your body wants to get into it, basically. Right. It's, it's the biological system that regulates that, that set of hormones. And it, it's not – your sex drive isn't really something – you can't – you can turn it off, but you can't – I mean, you can turn it on to an extent, but you can turn it on by, like, stimulating it. But, right. like, you can't just, like, flip a switch and turn it on. Right. It's not something we're, like, wholly in control of. Sometimes, it, especially when you're just talking pure sex drive, and sometimes you just, like, okay, my sex drive's really high right now. I don't want it to, like, sometimes you're like, I don't want it to be. I'm busy studying for my algebra midterm. But, you know, ah. Yeah. Because it's, it's not something we generally, we, it's not something we really have control over. Right. I mean, and I've gotten a lot of questions um, over the years about if there's a way to control, like, essentially, basically to turn it off, for especially because there, there are a lot of aces that are, sex repulse and so that can translate into being uncomfortable having a sex drive um Mm -hmm. it can be a lot of people um a lot of trans people have have issues with it because of dysphoria and stuff like that so i mean i've gotten a lot of questions about like are are there safe ways to basically stop having a sex drive and i've tried i've done a lot of research into it and unfortunately i mean there are some supplements that I've heard of that are supposed to help and like certain things that you can eat, like certain dietary things that you can do that will decrease it a bit, but nothing that's a hundred percent effective. So if anybody that's listening to this maybe has some pointers and wants to send them in, I'd be happy to post them. And or even just like pointers on how to like get around it. Yeah. Or, or like kind of like satiate it without having to like, Outside of like the normal means, if the normal means aren't something like for most people, if they've got a sex drive, if their sex drive's really high and they don't really, obviously, if they don't want to have sex, you know, you can just get into the third part of our podcast yeah. and, you know, masturbate. And that generally shuts it up for a while. Right. But um, if anyone has any tips on how to like kind of get around, how to maybe get around it without doing that, um, absolutely. Yeah. Because I don't really have yeah and unfortunately i mean i've like i said i've done research but outside of there's nothing that's foolproof basically that i've come across so yeah if you guys have any input send us an email or message us on twitter or the blog or something and we'll happily compile a list and put it out there for anybody that needs that information yeah and i mean if you have anything we can always tack it into the feedback on our next podcast true true Another another key thing about um, libido is that it is something, you know, that goes up and down. Oh, yeah. Um, it's something that sometimes you'll be like, you'll go like a couple days or a week and you'll be like, why am I just horny all the time? And then you'll like, for me, I find that I, for whatever reason, it tends to be like one week during a month that I'll be a little higher than usual. And then the other three weeks, I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. For the most part. Like, but, you know, it can sometimes, for some people, it's a lot less, it doesn't fluctuate as much, but for some people, it may fluctuate wildly. You could go a good period 
days, weeks, sometimes, you know, months, and it's not very high at all, but then it can suddenly kind of kick up. Right. And for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that for me personally, like, and anything, and this, this is the case with pretty much anybody, but really there, a lot of things can have an effect on it. Like, for instance, in times mm-hmm. where I've got a higher stress level, my libido was non-existent because I've yeah. got so much other crap going on that my body's all out of whack and my hormone levels are all out of whack because of the stress. So I don't have a libido at that point in time. Stress um, and cortisol will do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... But on the other hand, if I'm not super stressed out during a month, like on the months that, again, to hit that TMI button, on the, on, you know, the week or so where I'm ovulating, my libido is skyrockets because my body's like, hello, hormones, time to get pregnant. And I'm like, no. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, it's, it's all about the hormone balance in the body and how it fluctuates and what things kind of uh, coincide and influence that. And quick disclaimer, we're definitely not saying if you want to try and get rid of your libido, be stressed out all the time. Oh, because please, God, don't, no. <laughs> don't do that. Cortisol, while useful in small doses for survival situations, is frankly a holdover hormone from when from our survivalist days that really has no place in a fairly cushy lifestyle of nowadays. So while it will do stuff like shut down unnecessary to survival things like, you know, Sex drive, because when you're being chased by a tiger, you really don't need to be distracted by needing to, you know, get it on. But so while it was, you know, helpful then, it's, but yeah, don't do that. That, because that's, it also does some really, it's, cortisol is har- is harmful in high doses to your body. True. I mean, but that is one thing to maybe look forward to in the zombie apocalypse is that you don't have to really worry about libido that much. Maybe. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs> Ever the optimist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you, All right. Add, did you have anything else to add? or? No, I think we can get into the real meat and potatoes of the... Uh, of the... Uh, was that a pun? Podcast. Was that a pun? <laughs> it was a bit of a half pun. <sighs> but... Yeah, but... Uh, uh, on to part three, it's <laughs> masturbation! Yeah! <laughs> Indeed it is. Um, it's, it's the, it's the, oh man, I think, I hate the fact that the yeah, my waveform literally just made a penis. <laughs> <laughs> How incredibly appropriate. <laughs> here, here, see if I can't scroll out, but yeah, it, wait. Oh, you can't see it, it's too small. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on you know how we're always what talking is about we need stuff for the bloopers that right there <laughs> i don't want to leave that in honestly honestly i'm fine with it <laughs> all right um what is masturbation <laughs> we're a very serious mature podcast i assure you yes very uh, educational. so <laughs> What is masturbation? It's it it's masturbation. Yeah, yeah. It is the um, the act of satisfying one one's own arousal without by oneself. the yeah by oneself without the aid of another individual usually. And it's something that most people do 
Like, it's not, it's, I think I just kind of, it's not entirely related to the podcast, but it's kind of a misconception I'd like to, t- to touch on. It's like, it's something you'll do for, like, years, even when you have, like, are in a relationship, are married, and it's something that, just because you necessarily have a sexual partner, I don't think it ne- it means you can't masturbate. Right. I think it still can be part of a healthy, you know, um, sexuality and a healthy body. And sometimes it is really helpful because, um, especially for AMAB people, um, it is, and I've mentioned this before, important to clear out the pipes more often than, like, fairly often. And, you know, sometimes, especially as you're getting older, you really can't expect sex as much as they recommend you clearing everything out right. because you're poor partner. Um but so, you know, I don't think it's something it's not something people should be ashamed about doing. No, no it's not at all. it's a healthy thing to do in, you know, within a healthy reason and moderation, obviously. Um, it's not something to be ashamed of. And I think that's also part of the problem is that a lot of people um, to this day, just due to bad sexual education, a lot of like especially a lot of religious heavy sexual education still demonizes masturbation to an extent and even the non-religious sexual education will will it will just it'll describe what it is it'll tell you what masturbation is but it 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 just kind of leaves it as that it leaves it as like a fact like here's what it is yeah with that yeah because and because it is something that is something that is a personal thing and it i mean it's not like you're going to go out in public and do it so because of the level of privacy involved it can be um taboo to an extent like i know mm-hmm. especially with um afab people we're not yeah. really even supposed to talk about the fact that that afab that women masturbate that afab people masturbate it's 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 very much so a taboo women aren't supposed to masturbate that's very much so something that a lot of people are still taught to this day right and it's less about being afab and more about being female identifying yeah, um, and it still it still kind of ties into the old, it ties into the old like oh women aren't supposed to want sex or any sort of sexual activity kind of ideas. That's what it kind of ties into, right? So it's it's another just really old hold like carryover from the past, right? I mean, women aren't supposed to embrace sexuality at all, and that ties into masturbation. Mm-hmm. So. That said, um, there can be a lot of guilt around it, and obviously there are valid reasons why somebody may be ashamed of it or may feel guilty about it or may be repulsed by it. And while it is nothing, while something like masturbation is not anything to, like Blue said, be ashamed of or feel guilty about, it is understandable if you do feel that way because society has ingrained it in you or if you have dysphoria or if you're just repulsed Mm. by it, those are valid feelings. So you shouldn't be feel bad if you are ashamed of it. Just, yeah, no, of course, yeah. don't feel bad about it. Um, what I was trying to get across is obviously if it's something more like linked to dysphoria or if it's linked to uh, a repulsion, that's one thing. But there is just a very common problem that people are just generally ashamed of it and feel guilty about it just because that's kind of how they were raised because they weren't right. just not supposed to do it. And that's something I very, um, very much so advocate that uh, people work on because that's something that a lot of people struggle with and i think um in order to really be able to help healthily like embrace and explore like your sexuality i think you need to be able to try to shake off 
if you like obviously this isn't talking about if it is an actual repulsion or dysphoria but if it's simply that kind of ingrained in taut shame Mm -hmm. it's something i think it's very healthy to try and like obviously obviously don't feel bad for having it it's not your fault right of course not but it's something it's something um i very much advocate people to try and like to not to to an extent if they catch themselves feeling like that just be like hey no this is fine. This is okay. This is no, and try to like unlearn those behaviors. And it's not easy. No, it's, it's something, not. but, but you know, little by little, just keep, you just kind of got to remind yourself, this is okay. This is natural. This is normal. I'm not going to grow hair on my palms and go blind or kill a kitten. What? Or, yeah. There, you never heard that one? Maybe kill a kitten. Yeah. There was, well, maybe it's a Southern thing, but yeah, there was, there's always a thing that every time you masturbate, God kills a kitten. Oh, I've seen I've seen that as like a meme. I didn't think that was actually oh, like no, a no, thing that, they that's... told kids. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. That, that... Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. All right. The kittens yeah, are no. safe. It's fine. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, the South is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to go blind. You're not going to grow hair on your palms. None of that's, that's going to happen. Um but not only that, but um, the thing about masturbation is that it's not only there to satisfy your sex drive. Like you can use it for a multitude of things. Like for people that that have that get menstrual cramps, masturbation definitely helps alleviate menstrual menstrual cramps. Um, it can. It can help you go to not sleep. Not for everybody. Not for but everybody. For some people, not it for might. everybody, but it can. It's worth a try. Yeah. Um, because of the way that it relaxes the pelvic floor. Um, and basically alleviates the cramping of the uterus. But um, not only that, it can help you go to sleep if you're having trouble falling yep. asleep. It's a stress yep. relief. It releases um, the happy chemicals. What What is it? Is it dopamine and serotonin that get yeah, released? Yeah, it absolutely releases, you know, good chemicals. It gives you that kind of, I don't know, endorphins, I guess? Yeah, endorphins. Not endorphins. Yeah. I mean, Oxytocin? it. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's good for um, cardiovascular health, too, because of what it does with your heart rate. Um, Blood flow, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's there are benefits to it that are not just sexual, basically, is what my point is. Yeah. Sometimes you're just bored. Sometimes it's you, you want to go to sleep and and maybe you're a little restless. So you just tire yourself out. Like Exactly. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's 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 less crazy than going for a run outside at 11 at night. True. So true. So, you know, it's a lot less um, less people will call the cops. <laughs> So there's someone running around the block screaming. It's weird. Why do you have to scream? <laughs> You're tired. You gotta get sleep. And screaming helps with that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> or even just there's someone running around the block at two in the morning repeatedly. <laughs> but yeah, so there's. It's not. It's, you know, it's obviously a, a sexual act, but that doesn't mean that anytime you do it, it's necessarily... Sometimes it's just to get rid of those spontaneous um, episodes, I guess, of arousal. Right. Sometimes you're just at home and you're just suddenly like, oh, well, what are you doing here? Uh, yeah. And then you just kind of want to, like, go away. And it won't go away on its own, so sometimes you just got to push it away. Yeah. And I guess, really, the the meat, to get into the meat of why we actually included this, in this podcast, obviously, is, like masturbation has nothing to do with sexual attraction 
while sexual being sexually attracted to someone can cause you to want to masturbate because you're turned on by the person, right? Um, you can also all the examples we listed. You can be masturbating just because you're bored or you want to go to bed. You don't even necessarily have to be really looking at porn or thinking sexual thoughts. Sometimes, sometimes you can just you know crank one out. It's a lot of it is at least in um, at least I know for sure in you know AMAB people. It's um, I've handled by the um it's not like it's handled by that part of the nervous system i want to say parasympathetic or sympathetic so it's the sympathetic uh nervous system so you know your sympathetic nervous system isn't the one watching porn it's you know it's it's all handled by the body it's not like can obviously it's you know like it's i guess the running theme in this is that it's controlled but it's not actually controlled like you can guide it, but you can't. You can lead a horse to water, and you can push it in as much as you want, but you can't make like it's still the horse is still walking itself. Right. But you can drag it there slowly. It's so handled by the par- like the sympathetic nervous system that, um, and again, I don't want to know how they figure this out, but like that recently dead corpses can still be made to climax because of that. So, you know, clearly. Even if if even dead people can do it, but to tie it all back because I've completely lost where I was. This is one of my big pet peeves when people are like, "How can you be asexual and still masturbate?" And it's like, well, you know, everything else is. It's just because I'm not sexually attracted to people. But like like I said, you don't have to be in a in a situation of sexual attraction in order to masturbate. That would be insane if any time you had to masturbate, you had to be looking at some a picture of someone you're attracted to. Like right. the sheer fact that sometimes you can do it. And it not even be in a sexual situation. Like, you can just be, like, I don't know, browsing Reddit. And then you're just kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I guess I should get rid of this. That's just kind of suddenly popped up. And just kind of, like, get it over with. The fact that you can do that shows that it's not inherently tied to sexual attraction. So that's how you can have, like, because all of these things, they are interconnected with sexuality and sexual attraction. But that doesn't make them the same thing. And while they're very heavily connected in in the majority of people, um, you can have a piece missing, and it can be any piece. You can have someone who experienced sexual attraction, but they have no libido. That can happen, absolutely. You can have someone who has, um, who just doesn't have an, uh, doesn't really get aroused very much. You can have someone who, obviously, asexual is people who don't experience sexual attraction. So you can have people who don't have one or more parts. Because they're not the same thing, they're just usually tied together. Right. And I want to take that, that, this, that something that you just said about, like, even if you're somebody that doesn't experience arousal or doesn't have a libido, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I've, I've known several mm-hmm. people that, that just don't, um, that maybe they've tried masturbating and it's just kind of like, okay, it's like poking myself repeatedly in the cheek. It, it, I'm not getting anything pleasurable out of this. Like it, nothing's happening. And if that's the case for you, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I don't feel like that that's something that you need to go and get addressed unless it's causing you yeah. actual distress. And then in which case maybe look into it. But yeah, exactly. I think we've covered that. I want to say last episode in that psychological guidelines are, uh, and they've been slowly finally adding this into the DSM. As long as it's only an issue if it causes the person distress. Right. If you're not distressed by it, then that's fine. If it's not causing you problems, then there's no... It, just because other people say it's supposed to be normal and you're supposed to do that, so why aren't you doing it? You need to go seek help. If it's not, if it's distressing you, obviously go 
and talk to someone if it's something that's distressing or upsetting. But if it's not distressing you, then there's no reason to. Right, and you shouldn't stress out about the fact that you don't have a, stress, a sex drive or that you don't particularly enjoy masturbating or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, there's nothing wrong with you in that context. If it's not distressing you, then you're fine. And, yeah. you know, take the rest of this this episode as just purely informational on, you know, maybe understanding a little bit better some other people that do experience those things and that do in, invest in master, uh, engage in masturbation occasionally. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we specifically said, like, if you don't do this and you don't get aroused and you don't have a sex drive, totally fine. Yeah. As long as you're okay with it, then yeah. it's okay. Yeah, totally. All right. So that basically <clears throat> covers those three. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple pieces of listener feedback this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, both of these were from Anonymous. The first one uh, was basically, how do you explain to people that uh, asexuals can masturbate and have a high libido and still identify as ace? I'd say we covered that fairly well. Right. Um, you know, it's because those things, while usually connected, in in people who have them all, they it's easy for them to just assume it's all the same thing. Right. The same way that for people who aren't, don't fall under the trans umbrella, it's easy to assume that sex and gender are the same thing when there's no... When when you just ha- when everything lines up per- lines up for you, right? But it's important to understand that just because these two things are connected and line up for you, that doesn't necessarily mean they're the same thing and go together, right? Or that they line up for anybody else, or that they should line up for anybody else. Exactly. Um, something else that I think is important to touch upon is the um, situation inherent in people that have hypersexuality. Whether it be because of trauma or just hormones or just basically anything. I mean, it's not necessarily the same as high libido, but hypersexuality is a thing. And it is possible to be hypersexual and asexual. Um, whether that be just because of neurodivergence or because of trauma or whatever the reasoning behind that hypersexuality some, is, is some people just have a very high libido right and that they're not any less valid so even people that are yeah. hypersexual which hypersexual is extremely frequent or suddenly increased libido so yeah um which very subjective <clears throat> mind you but you know, yeah yeah and, and they are right and i know and i have personally known um, several aces that were hypersexual and that was something that always kind of struck me about their view on not only sex and masturbation and libido itself but also the ace community and how it views stuff like this because it's very easy for a lot of people in the ace community to kind of look down upon people with higher libidos because there is a lot of gatekeeping in the community unfortunately mm-hmm. so yep. I just wanted to make sure that we touched on hypersexuality a little bit and acknowledge that that was something that that is still that is still definitely valid in the ace community and should be recognized but yeah so then uh if you want to read the next one says recently i figured out that i'm asexual and have just started coming out to friends and family when i told my best friend he started asking me all sorts of questions including some that i really wasn't ready to really wasn't comfortable discussing The most personal topic centered around masturbation and libido. So my question is, how do you balance answering people's questions about asexuality while still maintaining your privacy? Um, For me personally, like this is something that with me being as visible and as out 
as I am um, about my sexuality and my, my orientation. I've come across a lot. Like there was one time I was at a wedding and I got cornered by like four bridesmaids because somebody had told them that I was asexual. And I was like, well, what about this? And what about this? And do you masturbate? And what, do you not have sex? And how do you do this? And what about this? And, and I got bombarded by like Yikes. 25 questions. And it was a little overwhelming because I wasn't expecting to have to address it at, at this thing. And I was literally surrounded by women, but, um, Normally what I do is I try to speak in as generalized a term analogy, a general, as generalized a terminology as I can. In that I will say, well, if somebody says, well, well, if you're asexual, what, what do you, what about masturbation and libido and stuff like that? And I will say, you know, for some aces, some people have it, some people don't, some people masturbate, some people don't. And if they try to push the issue and ask what I personally do, if I were someone who was uncomfortable answering that question personally, I would just say, you know what, I feel like that's a little too private. And yeah. I, I would rather, respectfully, I would rather not answer that. Um, yeah, like, at, at the end of the day... Um, you don't owe anybody you have, Yeah, just because you have a, a sexuality or, or any identity that's not necessarily the norm, it doesn't mean you are obligated to answer people's questions. Asking an asexual person, oh, how often do you masturbate? How often do you do this? is no more okay than walking up to any random person on the street and like like you could you imagine just walking up to someone on the street and being like oh hello there old lady how often do you masturbate like right it's it's not acceptable and it's not and if you're not if you're comfortable answering it and like educating them that's that's perfectly fine good for you but if you're not comfortable you don't have to feel bad about or like like you're not being a good like advocate or whatever because it's it's unprovoked it's it's even if you are okay with that it's a very um private question it's a very it's inappropriate um, it's a very inappropriate thing to ask someone especially someone you don't know well but even if it's a friend uh if if it's a friend you can just kind of say like hey you know i'm not really comfortable talking to that about that any more than you would probably be if i was asking you how often you jacked off like point out that you know it's that you know you're a person and that's still not something that's still a private thing and just because just because they're curious, you know, Google exists. Yeah. Uh, well, I, mean, I mean, don't click, or you know, our blog exists. You can yeah, <laughs> yeah. Send, send them, to them us. Send them to our podcast. <laughs> send them to us. We'll answer exactly. the questions. Perfect. There you go. Shameless self-promotion. Email, text them a link to this exact episode, and be like, "There you go." Yeah. Um, but seriously though, but seriously though, um, it's. I don't, I think to an extent, I feel like some people can sometimes feel like, oh, am I being a bad, um, a bad like representative activist? There's the word I was looking for. A bad activist by not like educating them, but like it's a private question. And even for people who aren't like asexual, you can ask them the same question. And some, and just like asexual, some people will be comfortable. Some people are very open and say, oh, yeah, you know, once, twice a week, every day, four times a day, whatever. They're very open about it. But other times people will be like, I'm not telling you that. Even if you're a close friend, that's really personal, really private. Right. It's like going up to a gay man and being like, are you a top or a bottom? Like, you wouldn't yeah. do that because that's none of your business. <laughs> if they want to tell you, they'll tell you. But, like, stuff like that, it's not, it's not your business. It's like, it's... Same thing is like with um, when people find out that I'm in a polyamorous relationship and they ask me, oh, so do you have threesomes all the time? I'm like, it's not your fucking business. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Why? Why do you need to know that? Like, 
it has nothing to do with anything relating to you as a human being or your life. So why do you need to know the answer to that question? And like, yeah, I get people, people tend to be yeah inherently curious, but which is fine. But like, whenever sometimes you're asking, you got to reality check people right. to remind them that like I get that you're curious, but like keep in mind, super inappropriate. Right, and just because you're coming out to somebody does not mean that they are entitled to your personal information. Exactly. Or your you personal story and experiences. Don't feel like you have to be obligated to answer any question, really, that you're uncomfortable with. And that goes for anyone, sexual, asexual. Like, if somebody's asking you these kinds of questions, you never have to feel obligated to answer those questions if you're uncomfortable with them. Short of, you know, it being like, I don't know, a doctor at a health exam or something, like, where it's actually pertinent. Right. I mean, because even, yeah. even if you've got, even if you've, even if you acquire a sexual partner, that sexual partner doesn't necessarily need to know how often you masturbate. The only things that they need to know are your boundaries and what you're comfortable with and what you're, how the, the relationship dynamic is going to work between the two of you. If what you do in your own personal alone time and how often you do it is really no one's business but yours and whoever you decide to give that information to. Exactly. All right, so that's that was our episode on arousal, libido, and masturbation, the big old ALM. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, so next podcast, next episode, we're going to be covering, we're going to get right into the nitty gritty, and we're going to cover asexuality and the greater LGBT plus community. So yeah, so we'll probably get a good amount of, we're hoping you guys will be able to send a good amount of questions in on this one, mm-hmm. feedback Go nuts. Yeah. Um, Just a reminder, you can send that in via Twitter or the Tumblr blog or podcast at theasexualityblog.com or on the Discord. We have a Discord chat room now, which is largely silent. But come say hi. We'll talk to you. But yeah, so uh, be sure to send in those questions and we will see you next time. Bye. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.